All right. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. We, we just offer our worship to you this morning. This is your house. This is a house of praise where you are loved, you are adored, you are exalted as our king, as the sovereign over our lives. And so receive that. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning through the scripture. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, next week we are going to launch into um, a study through the book of Nehemiah. And um, it is startling to me how timeless and how timely uh, that that book is. And I believe it's going to have a, a, a deep and powerful effect upon each of us, but upon us as a church as well. And I'm so excited for that. And, uh, but this morning, um, you know, I wrote in my email uh, to, to those who are on my lighthouse, as Jeff encouraged everybody to, to get on board if you're not, uh, you'll get more or less weekly emails along with other things. Uh, but Corey Paulson and Kenji Paulson have been a part of our church for quite a number of years, and uh, they were the head of our high school youth ministry for a number of years, and uh, it was just really, really fruitful years. Uh, but Corey and Kenji are super talented, and uh, Kenji's an artist, and, and Corey's entrepreneurial, you know, just has these great ideas. And so they started uh, making t-shirts and designing some products and that type of thing, and, and just selling them here and there, and kind of supplemented their uh, really massive income that they made as youth leaders here at Lighthouse Church. <laughs> and, uh, but an interesting thing happened. Uh, their business began to grow, and the demand for what they were creating was, uh, was increasing. And so Corey approached me at a certain point in, in this journey and said, hey, you know, I'm struggling. Um, uh, we're making shirts like into the, into the night and then getting up early in the morning to be at church and going, and I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if God is, is leading us maybe down this road uh, for what they had called Perrine Man, Perrine Man Press. And so we talked and we prayed and, you know, and eventually concluded that, yeah, he is. It's undeniable. He's blessing uh, in just undeniable ways. And your guys' heart is ministry. You're not leaving the ministry. You're, you're changing venues of the ministry. And uh, if you've been to Prime Man Press, you've probably experienced what that's like. And so Corey has been, he's been asked to speak at numerous uh, business uh, conferences and, and, uh, and he has a unique perspective uh, from being on Main Street in Twin Falls, he and Kenji and launching this business and taking Jesus into the world. So Corey's gonna share the word with us this morning. Let's welcome Corey Paulson. Hi, 
damn it. <laughs> um, good morning. Uh, it's been a little while since I stood up here, but it's good to be back. Uh, well, a few months ago, a group of us went down to Salt Lake for a concert, and we drove down a bit early, um, grabbed a bite to eat, tried to find some decent parking, good luck with that part, and uh, got in line for the show. It was general admission, so first come, first serve, and we were pretty excited to get up close, and uh, it's a band we all kind of liked a lot. And so we're, we're, man, we're here. And about 30-ish people are in line before us, so they were super fans, we were almost super fans. And uh, we waited for about an hour or so in line, and we're hanging out. And this could probably be like a whole nother story, but concerts just bring out a variety of people, and a lot of different people, and it's fun to chat and ask questions. And pretty soon this lady is sharing her starburst with us. <laughs> True story. And then the guy behind us is telling this crazy story. But finally, the line starts moving. And everyone's getting excited. You can kind of feel the movement. And you're like, everybody's excited. We are going in. And as the line moves up, we get right up to the gate. We can see inside. And I hand her my phone. I have a super fancy iPhone 8 from seven years ago. And uh, she scans our tickets, and we hear the beep. But it is not the ding. It's the beep. And our tickets didn't scan. And of course, I asked them, can you try it again? And um, my confidence level is dropping, and the 19% battery on my iPhone 8 is dropping. And they scan it again, and beep. And it just says, tickets not found. <laughs> and we go from pretty excited to a pretty low, oh no. And the whole line, hundreds of people are waiting on us and my phone, and we can't get in. And I'm thinking, maybe you could just let us in. Like, come on. It's the Ticketmaster app. Like, you know, these are real tickets. This must just be a dumb mistake. And she gets on her radio. And she brings somebody else over who looks at my phone for a bit, probably also judging me like my friends, and uh, hand it to her, beep. And I'm just like, you're going to just let us in, right? And we wait. And we wait, and we wait, and all of a sudden, the manager speaks up, and she smiles, and she very kindly says to us, you at the wrong venue, but you can still make your show. <laughs> and she explains to us that the venue we are looking for is only about seven blocks away, and the opener starts in 10 minutes. And we are like, what? Are you kidding me? And dumb. <laughs> Waited in that line for a good reason. Um, so we start running in our Birkenstocks, Kenji and Haley. 
And we are not going to find new parking, so that's the way. And as we are leaving these groups of people, they kind of yell to us because we've been chatting with everybody in line, and they're like, what are you doing? And we're like, we were trying to go to Half Alive. Wrong venue. And they begin to hear what we're saying, and they also begin to leave the line. <laughs> yeah. And they start running with us. <laughs> so apparently there was a movement, and we weren't alone. And also, apparently, the depot next to the mall with the giant Union Pacific sign on it has nothing to do with the Union uh, Event Center, <laughs> seven blocks away. <laughs> and I want to ask us this morning, where are we at? Where are we at in life? And can we be honest enough to say this morning that we do experience some high highs and some low lows at times in our lives? Can we admit that once in a while, we might not know all the way where we are going? <laughs> the feelings of being lost and uncertain are a bit of a pervasive problem in our world right now. According to Forbes Global Emotions Survey this year, we are breaking records of people feeling stressed, sad, angry, and worried. And it's not like one out of 20 people. It's like one out of two or one out of three. And maybe right now for you, things really are great and steady. Like, I love that. Man, I, it's one of my goals, is just to be steady. And genuinely, life has such sweet, sweet moments and these awesome seasons. And we want to cheer you on if you are in that. And I love when people can cheer each other on in their wind rather than try and cut each other down. I am so glad you are here today, if that's you. But if you are sitting here and you feel a little unsure or a little bit lost, or even like you might be at the wrong venue. Uh, I also am genuinely glad you are here. For my prayer today, it's kind of moved through the month since Greg and I talked, but I just began asking God what he wanted me to pray, and I really believe he has just asked me to pray that he would speak directly into all of our situations, not some of them. And hopefully on our little journey this morning, we can find that fresh wind if we need it, or some direction, and God could put more wind in your sails if that's where you're at. And truly that God would move all of us where he wants us. So let's pray. God, would you please speak to us and in us and through us, would you anoint this moment like only you can? Your word is able. It's sharp and clear and true. And God, would you please meet us where we are? In Jesus, amen. 
Well, you should have a sticker near you. Uh, if you don't have one, just raise your hand and someone will bring you one or we have more after church, but you should have a sticker. And if you've previously gotten one at the store, um, take this one as well. It is our gift to you. Now you have two. So two is sometimes better than one. That's good, right? Um, so like Greg said, we have this retail store in downtown Twin and everybody who comes in gets that sticker, the one you have. We buy it for them, and we tell everyone a non-scripted version of what it means. It is also one of our core values at Prime Man, and we call it Made for More. And it's pretty special to us and to me personally. I know it's just a sticker, but I'd love to share it with you today and just for a minute on this part because Made For More is our little take home and a reminder for you. Um, sometimes I, I just want us to have a posture when we listen sometimes, because I believe sometimes God really wants to speak to us. And so here's what Made For More is. We have this goal that we would verbally tell each of you this morning that you are incredibly valuable. Sometimes we hear something like that, and if you're like me, you almost step back, you put your hands up, or you get a little awkward grin on your face, because we don't know how to handle it all the way, or what to think about that statement when it's about us. And I know I'm up here and you're down there, but I, I want you to maybe hear this, not just hear it because it's not some future version of you where you fix all the things that you think are wrong with yourself or that list you make when you lay in bed at night and when all those things start going right finally or when you finally get your dad's approval or when so-and-so is finally happy with you I, I think we want all the problems in our life to change, but you matter right now. Like you were knit together, fearfully and wonderfully, the psalmist would say. And like, have you watched one of those sunsets that just blows your mind this summer? Anybody watched one of those? Like, I want you to picture it for just a second with me. Like just picture that one in your head that you were thinking about where you stop and stare at all those colors, like there have been a bunch this year, and nobody watches that sunset and goes, wow, that is amazing. And then they look at the person next to him and goes, we better pay for this. <laughs> we better earn it. But I think with ourselves, we kind of critically do this. And you might be willing to go way out of your way for somebody else and lay your, down, lay your life down for somebody else. And I love that, but it's also true about you. You are the only you. And you matter right now. And you were formed like no one else. And the reason we are buying you that sticker is because Sometimes you got to remind you of that. We want you to know we believe your value is a gift, not something you earn, and it's free and God-given. 
And the real challenge for us with any gift is that we would actually receive it for us. We have one rule with this sticker, and the rule is you can't give it away. And the moms in the room are like, oh, so-and-so would love this, you know? It's like, sorry, moms, you got to keep this one, okay? If you want to get them one, bring them to Prime Man, or maybe you could tell them. I know you already probably do a lot. Um, but this one is for you. And would you put it somewhere where you will see it and where you will remind you? Because the hardest person once in a while to tell it to is me. And I have to see that sticker once in a while and remind my own heart when I don't believe that I feel valuable or when I don't feel like hell is defeated and I have to choose. It's been said that we are responsible for what we know is true more than what we feel. We are responsible for what we know is true more than what we feel. Thank the Lord, even when it's not pretty, when life is hard. I believe we're in a unique moment right now where value and truth spoken is transforming and inviting a lot of people. And there has been a wave that God has been sending, and we are so blessed to get to see some of it. And people come into our shop every single day, and you know what happens when we gently, like, we're not even pouring it on this thick, like, I got the mic, so you have to listen to me right now. But we gently tell them, very carefully, hey, we believe you are incredibly valuable. And it's a gift you've already been given. It's God-given and free. You know what happens every day at our little shop? People cry. Every single day we're open. Because right now the wave is here. And we need to know as humanity that it's for everyone. And we need to know as believers and as humanities, as believers in it as humanity, that God cares, and that God cares about you, and we need to probably walk it, and we definitely need to talk it, especially out of this room. I also live on earth, just so you know. I have these days, and I have these days, <laughs> just FYI. But I pray Made for More will become even more foundational to Prime Man, and that it will be more foundational to the church and more foundational to the world. And I believe it's for you today, if you will receive it. You wear it already. Um, so if you are a note taker this morning, point number one is made for more. We could go all over scripture for this, um, but I do wanna back it up with some scripture for you. So the first one is Matthew 10. 29 through 31, I think they're going to, oh yeah, good job. <laughs> it says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Like, hello, of course, everybody knows sparrows cost that in today's world. Um, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are, of more value, you are of more value than many sparrows. I love to dig in and unpack information 
and dig into the word, but you don't need a degree for this. Like a penny and two birds. And two birds used to cost a penny. And we have a hard time with this already because of inflation. A penny does not feel like a lot to me right now. I had a penny on my podium and somebody stole it. Like, not joking. It was here this morning, it's gone. I was gonna hold it up, somebody stole it. That's where we're at right now, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to give you that little, ex uh, little illustration, but it's gone, I don't know. Greg took it, you, man, I got you, bro. Love you. Okay, great, thanks, Greg. <laughs> I was also going to print a picture of two sparrows, but it was going to cost 13 cents. And <laughs> so I was like, that's not accurate. Um, but the point of the story is right there. It's that God cares. And he cares about us in ways we don't realize. And we'll say things like his love is much bigger than we know, but it also goes smaller than we sometimes notice. It's deeper and wider even when you and I don't feel it. Four chapters earlier, it actually says he feeds those birds every day. Like, think about that. Like, he's just out there feeding the birds every single morning because he cares for them. And maybe part of the process we need is to let our hearts hear and see value the way God does. It's like the woman, at, and she gives the two small coins, and it was all she had. And Jesus noticed, and he cared. You are worth more than many sparrows. This is also written in red when it was up there, and uh, that's because Jesus took the time to say it and wants you to hear it. Um, for the second reference for Made for More, I wanna be a little bit more hands-on, so could you just go to the first book of the Bible, book one, chapter one, Sometimes it's good to start with in the beginning. So we'll put this up on the screen as well. And I want you to actually just skim this with me. But while you skim it with me, I want you to look for this small phrase, okay? So you with me? Um, we're going to skim. There's 31 verses in this chapter. And the small phrase we're looking for is was good. Can you all say was good? One more time, was good? Great job, wow, thank you. Can you smile when you do it? Just one time, smile and say was good. Man, that makes me feel way better when there's a little of that happening. Um, so it might say it was good or the blank was good, those all count, but play, pay close attention when it says what? Okay, good job. There's a couple people right here. So let's go through it. Verse one, we'll just start there. In the beginning, God created. So skim down a little, and we're going to get to verse four, and it's going to say, and God saw that the light... Wow, amazing. School is back. You guys are doing great. Um, so the light was good, and is good, and we can see now. Okay, so we are going to scroll down a little bit more to verse 10. It says this. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas, and God saw that it... Wow. <laughs> the next one is verse 12. The earth brought forth vegetation, 
plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit, which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it... Wow. Okay, we're getting close now, so I'm going to go just a little bit faster. Verse 18, it's going to say, and God saw that it... Verse 21, and God saw that it... Verse 25, and God saw that it... Okay, and you can go read those slowly by yourself and see exactly what was created on those days. But all this time God creates and it was what? Great job. Okay, we're almost there, but we have this valuable backdrop here in verse 27. So let's read this. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay, now we're going to jump down to 30, verse 31, but verse 27 is the same day as verse 31. So verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So he finishes that last day, the day when you become a part of creation, and on that day, he does not say was good. He said, it was very good. Do you understand what that is? It's valuable. It's made for more. And when God made you, he doesn't say was good. He says, very good. And if we can get this on some level, and maybe have a little bit of a humble, confident rhythm. Like, like, do you believe this? Like, God values you. This is good news. It's very good news. And you can choose to believe God. Trust. Or not. It's the big choice. I think I have two more points today. Um, if, we're, if you're with me here, is that good? Okay, okay, good. Um, so point number two is we can't stop here. We can't stop here. Like this really matters, but we can't stop here. If we stop here, we miss it so bad. You are incredibly valuable and made for more. I mean it. But chapter one does not say, in the beginning, Corey created. And for this part, I think we have to lay our ego down a little bit and combine that humble confidence and confidence in the Creator's spoken value towards us with that humility of being the created by someone. Because it says, in the beginning, God. And we are sometimes a little bit lost and struggling to find the venue because I stop at me. It's no coincidence that a loving God shows us massive value. He did that on purpose, but he is the value giver. He is amazing, and our steadiness is found in him. Isaiah 26 is this verse that's just been like a cornerstone of my life, and I love this verse. But it just says, Yes, Lord, 
walking in the way of your truth, we eagerly wait for you. For your name and your renown are the desire of our hearts. A couple of different translations will say the desire of our souls. And I honestly don't bring that much to the table on my own in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> it's God. It's God who brings the value. It's God who gifts the value. And man, some people are so talented. We are in a generation where we get to see talent so clearly. It's everywhere you look, everywhere you're scrolling. There is so much talent, and it is amazing, but God places that on us. It's because of him. It's his name and his renown, and your soul and my soul desires this. We desire to know him. He is the creator. He is the image gifter. He is the one who makes a way and saves the lost. He is the one who moves us in the right direction. And when I lose what the meaning of life is, it's found right here. We were made by him and for him. To know him and make him known. That's really the deeper level of where Genesis 1 is going. Like, yes, he's showing you incredible value, but look at him. Like, he made it all. If you go to John 1, John 1, verse 1. In the beginning, here we have that phrase again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I love verse 14. I was trying to like consolidate a little bit, but verse 14 says, and the word became flesh. So Jesus came and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, and this is the part that I'm just like sometimes shocked by, full of grace and truth. Like when Jesus came, he came full of grace for us and truth, and truth sets us what? Amen. It's also Colossians 1 where we've been as a church recently. Colossians 1.15 says, he is the image of the invisible God. Who is he? Jesus the firstborn of all creation, for all things, or for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. It's through him and it's for him. You bear an image that sometimes we think of as a penny, and it is so much more. So to summarize what we have said, you are valuable wherever you are at. Man, if you are at that wrong venue, I get it. I really do. <laughs> Even if you are lost and far off right now, you matter. But we cannot stop there. God matters, and he gives all the value in the universe. He breathes stars. 
Like, he made that sunset. Like, it is so crazy. I don't think I fully get this, but I want to. I'm going to keep getting more of it. I think it's going to take me eternity to get it. Um, our third point, and this is my last one, um, these first two points, they're the momentum. They're the momentum of you and all you are and where you're going. They are the compass and the fuel for your bus, your path for this vapor of our time on earth. We need fuel for the movement, and I need these things, these first two points, to go from me to he to we. I still need grace. I still revert. I have my moments, and I'm just like, man, why did I, you know? And on this side of earth, we still live in some imperfection. On this side of heaven, earth. I don't know how that came out. <laughs> but right now, we live in this generation that is really feeling the pain of waiting at that wrong venue. And I think they need someone to show them and to tell them that you matter and that they matter. But you at the wrong venue. <laughs> And God is saying, you can still get there. There is still time. And he invites us to speak hope and value and calling and to see him, to see God at work. And in my personal time, man, I've just been really like pondering this. I love that throughout this month, different people have just been talking about who we are as the church and as people following God. And in my personal time, I've been going through 2 Corinthians and... Uh, there's this verse you all know, and it's 2 Corinthians 5, 20 through 21. And I want to read it for us this morning. So verse 20, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore. Um, implore means to ask in a very, like, sincere, emotional, urgent, and determined way. Like, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's who you are. You are good news ambassadors. Ambassador means messenger. And you know what's crazy about all of our overall calling in this room? It's the same. <laughs> like, like, I'm up here, you're down there, whatever. All of our calling, like the, the ultimate thing, man, I think it's the same. We have different buses, different ways we go about it, but we all have the same calling. And I would even argue that's even for the people who don't know God. Everybody's already doing this. We are just being messengers of faith or messengers of doubt. Like, where do we land? We are one or the other, and we're all responding through our lives. And it's pretty cool to see how the writer got to this spot. So I, I want to show this to you. I'm sorry I didn't give this to you guys over there. Uh, so anyways, go back a couple verses to 517, and I'll, I'll just guide us through this. Verse 17, 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The Greek word for reconciliation here means restoration of favor. Like you and I, we are messengers of the restoration of favor. I love, like, favor. So good, so good. Now look how he got to that one, though, a couple verses earlier. 5.11. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. Okay, but Kay, look, look how he got there, okay? So 2 Corinthians 4, 13 and 14, I'm just giving you a couple from each of this, okay? 2 Corinthians 4, 13 and 14. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Okay, yeah, amen. Isn't that good? That's good. But uh, let's look at how he got there, okay? So 2 Corinthians 3.16, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Okay, let's look at how he got there. 2 Corinthians 2.15, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Okay, let's look how we got there. It's my last uh, one of those. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. You know how you read your Bible over and over and all of a sudden a verse you're like, I never noticed that in my life. Like, was this here last time I read this thing? Like, this kind of happened to me a couple months ago when I was reading. I was like, what? what? How come I never saw this before? This is crazy, because I, like Greg was saying about Nehemiah being appropriate, I think this one's kind of appropriate. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Sounds like people right now a little bit. Like they wanted to die. It's crazy. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. And here's the the verse. I was like, whoa. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope, and he will deliver us again. Wow. Didn't even know that was there. He will make a way. And in some crazy, amazing way, he invites you and me to be a part of the way that he is making. And we are supposed to be the messengers. And I don't say that as a, I say that as a, let's go. We're at the wrong venue sometimes. I'll have uh, the worship team come out. 
right now. Um, A.W. Tozer says in his book, uh, A Man of God, he says, the things that are closest to our hearts are the things we will talk about. And if God is close to your heart, you will talk about him. You can get into the word, you can pray, and you are invited in. God is with us in everything, and God even works out a plan for us when we are at that wrong line, at the wrong venue. And at that show, first of all, it was kind of cool that a bunch of people followed us, like, didn't see that coming. Maybe I needed to feel a little better about the situation. It was my fault. Um, Amen, amen. And here's the other thing that happened, okay? So second, we showed up a little bit late to the correct venue. And when we got there, there was a group of five people next to us in another line who were also feeling a little foolish at the gate of a concert. No kidding, true story. Because they bought the wrong number of tickets. And of course, this girl feels so bad. And with tears in her eyes, I hear her saying, it's okay. I will pick you guys up after the sold out show. And she's trying to hold it in, but they're coming. <laughs> and if we would have been on time, we would never have seen her. But with shortness of breath, <laughs> with a little wave of other runners, I got to walk over to their group, and I just got to say, hey, hop in line with us. And she's like, what? And I said, I actually have an extra ticket, for real. And those tears went from a pretty low low to a pretty big tears of full of joy. She's hugging somebody she doesn't know. <laughs> and we walk up with my 12% of battery left. <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> and ding, <laughs> swipe, ding, swipe, ding, swipe, ding. They all worked and we were in. And you've got a purpose to share those extra tickets if you know him, because hell is defeated. It's already defeated. And you are not alone. And apparently this is how the movement happens here. God will fuel it and he will show us the way. You with me? Thank you guys. So as we um, get ready to head to the table together, um, as Corey was, was speaking, I was just reminded there's a, there's a passage in Luke, you know, the idea of um, being able to embrace our value, the fact that we are valued by God. It's like, it's a big deal. It's, it's not a small thing. Because it, if you don't do that, you, you, you'll walk around in shame. You'll be 
constantly just reminded of how you fall short and how you're not the Christian you should be or could be. And, and, and it, it keeps, you, keeps you down. So here's, here's what it says. Uh, you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. So building yourself up. So growing in Jesus, growing in your faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God. So Jude is not saying, you know, like you have to keep yourself in a place where God can love you because God, God just loves you. His love is steadfast and unfailing, but we can move ourselves out of experiencing, of sensing and knowing and feeling God's love. And so the Holy Spirit, Romans 5, 7, has been shed abroad in our hearts. Uh, and the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so you are valued. You are valuable. You are loved by God. You are made for more. No matter how high or low you might be at this moment in your life, it's just true. And as Corey said, it is fuel for life. Listen, you may be someone that you've never trusted in Jesus. You've never put your faith in him. You've never surrendered. You've never given the car keys over to Jesus and said, here, you, you drive. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, I believe that there are probably many in this room right now that have felt um, depressed, that have felt hopeless. And maybe right in this moment, they're wondering how, how they're gonna make it through this next week. Or how, you know, what's gonna happen with this situation that they're in or this relationship that's gone south or this financial predicament that they're in. And Lord, there are some that have been searching for purpose and meaning, but they've been, they've been at the wrong venue. And they've tried and they've tried to find it in this pursuit and in that pursuit. And it just didn't work. It hasn't done it. And so, Lord, you are the one. You are the one who created them. You are the one who died for them. You are the one who rose from the dead for them. And you are the one who values them more than anyone else does. So Lord, would you simply draw those who need Christ to save them this morning, draw them, reconcile them, bring them into your favor. With our heads bowed this morning, listen, if that's you, if you're ready to trust in Jesus, 
and to turn your life over to him, knowing that he died for you, knowing that he rose from the dead. Would you raise your hand? Raise it up. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Anyone else, raise it up. And in a moment, we're going to pray together. God bless you back here. Anyone else? You are loved. You are paid for. All right. For those of you who raised your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. Pray this prayer after me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising from death. Lord, I put my faith in you and I know that I am loved by you. So save me, Lord. My life is yours. In your name I pray, amen. Amen.